Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. I hope you all stateside enjoyed a nice, relaxing Memorial Day weekend. We all know that the Warriors got some much-needed time off and rest, and the Celtics are the team that the Warriors will now face in the finals. The Warriors, of course, have home court advantage. They would have had it over the Miami Heat if they had closed the deal, but obviously they didn't. You know, first off, I just got to say, again, I'm just really thankful (laughs) that we get to see the Warriors in the finals, that we get to see the core three and maybe even the core four with Andre Godala, Steph, Clay, Draymond, and Andre in the finals again, running out there, competing for a championship. It's cool that this whole run has been new teams that they've been facing. These are the up-and-comer teams that showed up over the last few years since the Warriors fell off in 2019. And, you know, we saw the Nuggets, we saw the Grizzlies, we saw the Mavericks, and now we're seeing the Celtics, who are a young team, and they are very, very good. I guess they've been the best team record-wise in the NBA since January. And... (laughs) I've said this before each series, so pardon me if I sound like a broken record, but basically the Celtics, they have not seen this Golden State Warriors team, right? You don't want to get too overconfident, but the way this team has played and has gotten really focused, especially in the Western Conference Finals, that's the team that should be able to hopefully, hopefully win out. The Celtics, now they just have an opportunity, a few days, to scout the Warriors, plan for stuff, watch a lot of tape, and see how this new team, the team that, when the playoffs started, had never really played together in its form beyond maybe 11 minutes, right, during the regular season. Now there's some tape on them, and they can see the tendencies and all that stuff. That being said, I will go out and say that I think the Warriors will win this series in six games if a couple things happen, right? If you listen to this show, I talk about some of the same stuff and I do it because it's true, right? First of all, the Warriors can't have a ton of turnovers. Now that the Warriors are in the playoffs and everybody's focusing on them so much, they all know, national media, casuals, whatever, they all know that the Warriors are very, very prone to turnovers. There's a lot of passing in their offense, and so the ball moves a lot, so there's a lot of potential for steals. But also, you've seen Draymond, Steph, take a lot of risks. Jordan Poole dribble off his foot, slip and lose the ball, all kinds of stuff like that. So in general, the Warriors usually win if they keep their turnovers around 10 or 12 per game. And that is going to be a huge problem with the Celtics team because they have such a good defense. They switch everything and they have guys who can cover the perimeter at all positions, more or less. And so if they start forcing the Warriors into like 15, 20, 22, even more turnovers a game, then that's going to be very, very problematic. So if they're able to keep their turnovers and limit them and be smart with the ball, then I like their chances. If they start throwing it all over the gym, like we've seen them do, especially in the first couple rounds, then it could get dicey. You could get a lot of Warriors fans yelling at their televisions. You know what I mean? The other thing 
that I pointed out throughout the season is health. So it's been reported that Otto Porter Jr. is going to be back. Andre Godal is going to be back. And Gary Payton II is going to be back. We don't know when the latter two are going to be back. Most likely Otto Porter Jr. is going to be back for the first game. But Andre and GP2, they may come game two, game three, game four. Who knows? But if they're able to come back to the bench and play in game one, that's huge. Because basically you have an entirely healthy Golden State Warriors roster, which is unheard of at this stage of the playoffs. So obviously they won't be 100% like Gary Payton, the second shot probably (laughs) won't be as consistent as it was at the beginning of the playoffs. And Andre Godala, who knows what his conditioning will be like, but for the most part, we'll have a healthy team outside of James Wiseman, which, you know, is a whole nother story. But the Celtics... They have issues with Robert Williams, who had meniscus surgery just a couple of months ago or something, or a few months ago, and then all of a sudden he's back, which is crazy because, you know, I know there's varying degrees of meniscus injuries, but the fact that Jaron Jackson Jr. missed like pretty much a whole season, and then James Wiseman, I mean, it's it's nuts. And then Marcus Smart has been having some health issues as well. So bottom line is, All things aside, right, there's stars on both teams and they both have good defenses and they both have pros and cons to each of them. To me, if the Warriors limit their turnovers and can play their game with a healthy roster, that's what I think will carry the Warriors. That and I will say their experience, right? You have Steph, Clay, Draymond, Steve Kerr, (laughs) on the bench. And this is what they've been waiting for since June of 2019. And I don't expect them to take that opportunity for granted. So there will be ups and downs, but I lean on them to leave it all out on the court. And I know that they'll have their moments where they're not hitting shots, where Clay is pressing, where Draymond is throwing fast break passes way ahead of people out of bounds. And I know Steph might miss a few more free throws, but I put it on them in terms of like that intangible of wanting it more. Now, that's probably a pretty Homer take, to be honest, because I follow those guys and the competitiveness of the Celtics is probably just as high. But, you know, I will chalk it up in that experience column for the Warriors because even though the Celtics, they've they've battled pretty far, you know, this team with some of their core guys, they've made it deep in the playoffs, in the bubble, et cetera. And they've been in the spotlight as a featured team that was up and coming for a long time. But the Warriors, they know what it takes. That being said, we'll see how the other guys do, right? Like, Jordan Poole, he has to come correct. He has to bring it every single game. And also on the defensive end, you know that the Celtics are going to come after Steph and Jordan Poole the same way Dallas did, the same way Memphis did. It's just the way it goes. But the Warriors, they got to figure out a way around that. And I think that they can. Again, if they play their game and they keep it clean and with a healthy roster, those are the things that will allow them to win the finals. Now, when you look at the Celtics, they have Jason Tatum, who apparently now is one of the top five players or something, or the top 10. 
And I like him. He's a great talent. I haven't watched him a ton in his career outside of the playoffs and random games on weekends over the years. But I'm very curious to see how he performs. I know he can shoot. I know he's big. I know he's very skilled. Mid-range, can score at all three levels, all that stuff. But I want to see him prove it, that he could do it on the main stage. I don't know if he can. I don't know if he's that guy. And again, that's a homer take. I fully admit I don't watch him that closely. But right now, I don't fear him the way in the past you fear LeBron James or Kawhi Leonard in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Or even John Morant, right? So I could be proven wrong, but right now I need to see it. You know, is he that great? Is he going to really rise up and at age 24 really stake his claim as like the next guy? Because that's what it's going to be if the Celtics win and if Tatum is the one that takes them there. It's going to be interesting too because Andrew Wiggins is most likely going to be the one guarding him from the start of the game. And he's going to be on him the most. And Wiggins has done an amazing job, as I've talked about, in these playoffs. He did what he could against John Morant. He did what he could against Luka Doncic. He's been rebounding nonstop, playing tough, doing his thing. But as great as those other guys are, Jason Tatum is just a whole nother beast, right? I mean, he got both Ja and Luka got theirs. They went off for like 30, 40 points. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like Wiggins just shut them down. But Ja Morant, athletic as hell, but small. Luka Doncic, big and strong, but not that athletic. Jason Tatum, bigger, stronger, and just as athletic, if not more, than Andrew Wiggins. So I'm curious to see how he approaches that challenge and how it turns out because he'd kind of be facing like a better version of himself on both ends of the court, right? Like, I guess technically Jason Tatum is kind of what Minnesota and the rest of the league was hoping Andrew Wiggins would look like, would be drafted number one in 2014. So I'm really curious about that. Watch out for that. And in terms of Jason Tatum and the Celtics in general, it's like, are the Celtics really that good? You know, they struggled against a Miami Heat team who a lot of people thought like the Warriors could have handled a lot more easily. But as we all know, it's not just on paper. It's about matchups. And the Grizzlies were probably the worst matchup for the Warriors in the postseason. And the Celtics are the second worst (laughs) matchup, right? I'm very curious to see how these adjustments go for the Warriors how they come out in the first couple of games. And, you know, it's one of those things like defend home court, but also just the Warriors offense is so different from what everybody else does that it can catch some teams off guard, even if the Celtics have a few days to prep for it. But you just have to go in there. And as I said, during the Mavericks series, punch them in the mouth and just get those first two games before they start really, really adjusting, right? The Jordan Poole who shows up in games one, two, and three and usually plays pretty well before they start focusing on him or, you know, maybe he has like a couple of cold games. We need him to show up at the beginning of this series as well and secure those first two games, right? And just really, really just get this Warriors team ahead of steam, put some doubt in the Celtics' minds, right? Like they do have some vets. Marcus Smart is a vet. Al Horford is a vet, but, you know, maybe still with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, you can get some doubt going in their minds if this Warriors team starts rolling early. 
The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total made threes, total rebounds, and more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum agent eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. With about a week off, the Warriors hopefully don't look out of rhythm, out of sync. That's the big worry about a long break. Also, they can't come out sloppy, like I've mentioned, with turnovers and stuff and bad shots and hunting shots, but also believing their own hype, right? There's been a lot of press across the country <laughs> on all major <laughs> outlets, on every platform, <laughs> every type of media, audio, video, TV, anything right? Where everybody is singing the Warriors praises. I've done it. We all know it. We've all done it, right? But what the Warriors can't do is all of a sudden just assume that it's just going to go their way. I'm guessing the vets won't think that. And they'll remind the young guys not to think that way. But also the young guys have to just feel that for themselves, right? They just have to come correct from the very, very start of this series. Because if they lose one of the first two games at home, then obviously that's just going to be, it's going to be rough. You know, it's going to be rough. People are starting to look at the Warriors right now as the Warriors again. So it behooves the team to make the Celtics feel that way as well. Remind them of that. And it'll be interesting to see too, like how the Warriors defense holds up and how they just deal with the Celtics bigs, right? Robert Williams, about the same size, maybe a little bit heavier than Kevon Looney. Like I said, has an injury, but can the Warriors figure their way around that, right? They had problems with Steven Adams. When Steven Adams was gone and they were playing the Mavericks, for a while they were just running just at the rim. Will they be able to get some of those shots off against these Celtics? So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. You know, a lot of people also talk about you know, you'll hear the stat that the Celtics are the only team with a winning record versus Steve Kerr's Warriors during this run. But I mean, what's the point of that? Right? Like those Celtics teams with Isaiah Thomas and Avery Bradley or the Kevin Durant teams, like what does it really matter? And then you can't really count the last two seasons where the Warriors have had two down years. So like those records are just more superstition than anything else of substance. And then I look at the two games from the regular season and you can pull some things out of it, but overall, like the personnel for each team was different. I mean, every team has had its own kind of maturation process to get to this point. So it really is just a question of from the Warriors side to me, there's a lot of things you could point out. You could point out like, you know, individual players, how they'll play. Will Clay be, you know, Clay that's 95% old school Clay, or will he be like 65% old school Clay, right? You can point out these guys and how they'll shoot and all these other little things. But to me, the common denominator is the turnovers and the advantage of having a healthy lineup. If the Warriors' healthy lineup can't beat this team, then, you know, the Celtics, good on them. They were better. They were peaking more 
than the Warriors at this particular time. But as of now, I'm sticking with Warriors in six. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> how the first five will go to get to six, but uh, that's that's what I'm holding to and that's what I'm hoping for. I would love five, but I'm not about to predict that at this point. The Celtics are just too solid and they have just too many good players and they went through a battle with the Miami Heat, right? That helps them too. They may have some bruises and scratches from it, but mentally they're fighters. They they had some heartbreaking losses, but they still came out on top. Anyway, that's all I got for now on this. I'm going to do another episode with Aram in Toronto before the first finals game. We're going to talk a little bit about the series coming up and maybe some more fun stuff. But uh, yeah, I'll catch you in a few. That's another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Lupino or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Also check us out at OaklandWarriors.com. And be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen to the Oakland Warriors podcast. It's produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify and leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. That would be hugely helpful. Thanks for listening. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time. <laughs>